This week, we're going to interview Mr. Russell Boschman. We welcome, welcome him back to the show. We're going to do a formal interview, and he's going to talk about his telepresence robot. Doug White also joins us back in the studio, in addition to Jeff Mann, to make for a very interesting evening, as we're going to talk about some PHP insecurities, along with Microsoft OLE, or OLE, uh, <laughs> bugs, and much more. So, stay tuned. Broadcasting live from G-Unit Studios in Rhode Island, it's the show where exploits run wild, packets aren't the only things getting sniffed, and the cocktails flow steady. It's Paul's Security Weekly. Security Weekly is brought to you by the SANS Institute, the most trusted source for computer security training, certification, and research. Visit SANS.org to explore the full curriculum and latest training offerings. ONAPSYS, the leading provider of solutions to protect ERP systems from cyber attacks. Customers can secure their SAP and Oracle business critical platforms from espionage, sabotage, and financial fraud and risks. Visit them on the web at ONAPSYS.com. Pony Express. Check out their line of penetration testing devices, including the Pwn Pad, the Pwn Phone, and the Pwn Pro. For enterprises, there's Pwn Pulse, providing continuous visibility into wired, Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth spectrums across all physical locations, including remote sites and branch offices. For all those hard-to-reach places, there's Pony Express. Visit them on the web at PonyExpress.com. Welcome, everyone, to Security Weekly. I'm, of course, your host, Paul Asadori, and excited to be here as always. It's very interesting tonight. All of our co hosts are in studio. There is no one on the lines via Skype. In studio, starting to my left, Mr. Jeff Mann. Welcome, Jeff. Back to the show, fresh off the heels of Circuit City Con. Yes. Circuit City. I always say Circuit City Con Circle instead City. of Circle City Con because I love Circle Circuit City. City. Well, I used to when it was a thing. It's not a thing anymore. But Circle City Con is a thing, and it you were doing thing. your thing we, at the thing. I did my thing. At the they thing. Did you did thing. a workshop thing. I did a workshop. It actually went really well. Somebody Excellent. at the workshop actually signed up. Because they heard us talking about it here at Security Weekly. I so. told you, you're more famous now. More As if you weren't now. famous before, now you're more famous. I am that. If that was Jeff even possible. Man. It is possible. <laughs> Doug White, whose name is famous as well as you are, Hell as well yeah. as the old guy that's on the news, too. The he's dead guy. Dead. He's dead. He's dead now? You know how many times I have to argue with people in Rhode Island about that really? he's dead? And they have to Google it? He died in 2007. And no, they say, oh, no, I saw him last week. And I'm like, no, if you saw him last week, you better run like hell because you got a big problem. <laughs> he, was, he was at the coffee shop. No, they, keep, they say that. I get that all right the there. time. And somebody really? says, yeah, they argue with me that he's not dead. And I'm like, no, he's dead. I, I know he's dead. I checked. I called his family, like everybody, and I kept asking them, is he dead? Really? Have you checked? Do you like, you know, but no, he's dead. He died in 2007. He did, really? But yeah, see, that's the that's same funny. thing. That's funny. Yeah, it's like a test. Well, do they yeah, like rerun funny. his, do they like take clips of him and run it now to make it seem like I have, it? Just I've for those him. that don't know, in Rhode Island, Doug White was a guy, was a guy on the news. Hmm. But we have our own Doug White here. Rest in peace, the other Doug White. Yeah, I don't read. I don't read the news. Yeah, I usually make the news. So. <laughs> yeah. He's reincarnated. We just make up the news. I, I get so the police I, reports. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> Russell Boschman is here with us. Did I say that right? You sure did, Paul. Excellent. Russell, welcome Thank back you. to Security Weekly. I wasn't here. Thank you guys for, for filling in. Well, Russell was filling in. You weren't here, yeah. but you're here now. And we're having cigars. I had to go study entropy. And why'd you why'd you miss the uh, episode last I, week? Well, Paul? my wife had a baby. Yeah, that's how I phrase it. As my wife had, I didn't have the baby. Yeah, didn't I was anything. just a spectator. You just stood she, around and watched. She had the baby. Did yeah. you cheer her on? We have it. I did. I was. Uh, did, did you video? Mic, it? Did my mic go out? No, I, I can hear. I can hear you. No, I, hear you. I can oh. hear you live. We hear you. Okay. Uh, do you yeah, need I a was, jiggle? I do. I need a, I need a jiggle. Like all of a sudden, I can't. If you shake it more than twice, it's playing with it. I mean, I hear myself in the room, but not through my anyway. Uh, yeah, so I we had a, a baby. Congratulations. Congratulations. You, you didn't get to do the like sixties thing where you where you go sit and like I asked no. my, I, I asked my dad because I was yeah. like I was born. No, in that night. was a thing. Like you yeah, couldn't be I asked the... my dad and he said, "Oh no, they t- they take your mother and they gave her like anesthesia." And I, I went out to the waiting yeah. room and everybody, all the men, sat out there and they came out and said, "You have a baby. Have congratulations. A baby. congratulations, and she'll be yeah. fine." And, and they pat each other on the back. Yeah, and you head to the bar and go, "Yeah, it's like mad I had head a baby. or something." Yeah, no, no, I was like put your hat on through the whole process. Now you were born in the sixties. Yeah, I was born in nineteen sixty three. Can you believe that? In the same here, like this, in the same hospital as Quentin Tarantino, mm. at the same, he was born just like a month before me. Wow! Yeah. Um. So I was going to say I was there through the whole process, right? And of him being born. Or, or no, your son no, being my born. son being yeah. born. Okay. And <laughs> I we debated. Uh, well, so I went against my wife's recommendation. She's like, no social media. I'm like, oh. so no live Facebook <laughs> yeah. streaming. I'm like, I'm like, so I can't live tweet it. She's like, well, not unless all your Twitter followers want to send us diapers. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so I start live tweeting it. (laughs) And one of my first tweets was, my wife and I are in the uh, emergency room at this point. See, now I can actually mute my phone because I don't have to worry about my wife going into labor because we already had the baby. Oh, that's right. Um, Last time, I'll do that in a minute. But anyway, so we're in the emergency room waiting to go up into labor and delivery. And... Well, she's hooked up to the monitors for the baby's heartbeat and the contractions, right? And it's mm-hmm. all up on a screen. And she's like, Paul, look over the screen. She's like, it's, it's the baby's heartbeat. And I look up and I'm like, is that Windows 98? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and she's like, really? Can you, like, turn that off for a little while? I'm like, no, hold on. Oh, so I put that out on Twitter. And still to this day, when baby was born last Tuesday, there are people liking and retweeting that tweet. It has... Over 1,200 retweets wow. and over 2,000 wow. likes on Twitter. I don't know if I got yeah. them out of order, but I saw the tweet you said about the, the picture of your backyard and the lawn, and you said, yes. this is where, all it's, where it where all it started. Because you so went into I labor assumed, after mowing a lawn. I assumed <laughs> that you guys just got busy out on the lawn. No. And that was exactly what I thought. I was like, okay, this is where it all started. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay, TMI. We, we did. Oh, I mean, I, I've got one, though. I know, it's your, I know it's your moment, but I, I you know me. Um, when... when <laughs> When my wife was in labor, are you fighting, Doug? Any? Aren't you? Aren't I know. Dead? They keep letting me in. I just walked I in off the street. Two thousand seven. <laughs> when my wife was in labor at the hospital, mm-hmm. the the anesthesiologist came in to do uh, a uh, epidural. You know, so they put a needle into your spine. It's like super creepy, yeah. cool yeah, to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I love that stuff. Well, that hospital didn't have Windows ninety eight. They had Linux. No way. And Whoa. there was zero security on it. Well, this woman in the next room was screaming. Doesn't matter. It was Linux. No, I, this woman was screaming next door. And I was like, I wonder what's going on. And I was able to shift our screen from our monitor yeah, of my wife's right. vitals to the vitals from the room next door. You know, I just reached out and grabbed it. Right. And the anesthesiologist just got completely distracted with what I was doing. He's like, how are you doing that? And he was extending. <laughs> my wife was like, hey, over here, goddammit. Like, <laughs> I, I really need some. There's a needle sticking out of my back. And I was, I was like, hey, wait a minute, honey. In a minute. Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm showing how to Let me show. 
him out of here. Are you feeling any pain? Yeah. We'll get back to you. Sorry. Yeah. So it underscored for me a lot of the issues that we have because a lot of the tweets that I was getting were, yeah, I I noticed that too when my wife was in labor, or I noticed that too when I was at the hospital, and it was all this kind of reassurance that the hospital and healthcare, like the state of security in healthcare, is really <laughs> apparent to a lot of us, and it's very poor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's almost non-existent. And the amount of traction that that tweet got. It kind of makes me well. I, I need to look into this issue further. We need to bring on some healthcare security people, people in healthcare. Maybe do a healthcare roundtable, which is interesting. Yeah. We're sitting around a roundtable today. Can we get a shot on the roundtable? There yeah, there's a round. There we have a roundtable. Uh, so we need to spend some more time on that. So that was in addition to the lawn tweet. Because yes, my wife did mow the lawn. <laughs> and then I, saw, I, I caught that later. But I'm like, and I oh, said, this okay. is where it all started. That and makes people are like, oh, you can so much on the more lawn. sense. And I was like, yeah, I might as well just go with it. Yes, we <laughs> conceived on the lawn. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. You know, one other thing about the healthcare thing too, I, I've had a lot of calls from like doctors' offices mm-hmm. because what's happened is, you know, they can no longer develop an X-ray on site. It's all digital. It's all so digital, they yeah. no longer have their dark room where they nope. literally used to go and pour the chemicals. My wife does x-ray and ultrasound. And, yeah. Well, now that they're sharing everything, what they've done is they've started bringing all these like local doctor's offices and things online. Oh, yeah. So you so, just shoot the x-ray over. So the hospital may even have some security, but what they do is then they bolt on you know, yeah. Bob's clinic down on, on Main Street, and Bob doesn't have any security at all, or maybe he fakes having security, and all of a sudden you've got this whole back door with people sitting in there bored, you know, waiting to get their prostate exam or whatever, and they're going, hmm, I wonder what else I could do here while I'm sitting here and mm-hmm. waiting for that fun thing. They're doing a penetration test before their penetration Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Or long after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why are there only one? Why are both hands on my back? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Russell. So. <laughs> this is going downhill fast. That was fast. a great segue. So, Russell, you're a graduate of Rhode Island College. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. You got your bachelor's in English. You mm-hmm. minored in chemistry. Mm-hmm. You have a master's in media studies. And you're pursuing a PhD in education mm-hmm. at Leslie University. Which ordinarily would tell me you're a waiter somewhere. Yeah, right, except I actually teach. So, oh, wow, okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I do like bartending on the side, actually, more along the lines of because of the chemistry aspect of my... Of I told my, you do some really interesting yeah, things. Yeah, so I do a little bit of molecular mixology on the side with... Is that like a thing, molecular it's, So is molecular uh, gastronomy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is and that like the study of... Why thoughts? isn't he... The cocktail geeks, yeah. Well, we talked about that last week, but um, so it's it's a lengthy, involved process, and basically, I just I really love learning, and like I am a lifelong learner, and um, I like to um, I like to find a, a common ground between fields that seemingly don't have it. Like you know, my 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 master's degree in media studies correlated um, HTML coding with uh, music. So I made a one-to-one correlation of HTML uh, tag language to um, MIDI standards. And then so I, I decoded or what I didn't know at the time, encrypted web pages as music. Um, and then I presented at this conference in New Orleans, which was kind of cool. And my dean at the time had told me, hey, this is like, you know, this was during the second Iraq war. You know, we could you know, market this and use it. So I put it up for sale. Five bucks, right? Nobody bought it. (laughs) And, you know, because I didn't spend the extra time, like, hey, I got my master's degree. This is fantastic. Um, uh, You know, are you going to create a decryption code, you know, uh, algorithm? And I'm like... Uh, no, we'll let somebody else do with that. I yeah. just, I just like, li- I like listening to the jazziness of the website. So, huh. so that's 
you know, I, I like finding correlations between uh, different seemingly unrelated systems. So. Have you done any back back HTML masking? Uh, I haven't. No? No, I haven't. Or tried to synchronize websites to any of Pink Floyd's albums? Uh, no, I have not. So, what you know, HTML you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Well, I, have, I, I did HTML uh, back when I was doing it. It was 2, I think, version 2. Um, and we only had 131 tags to work with, which, incidentally enough, was just about the number of instruments in that MIDI standard. Mm. So it was uh, it was virtually a one-to-one one-to-one uh, correlation. So I was like, you know what, this is here. And then I .NET, I programmed it in .NET. Yeah, well, there right. you go. All right, what else? <laughs> and um, so <laughs> I programmed it in .NET because it was easy and like you know I just wanted proof of concept. There's nothing wrong with .NET. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, or, you, or what's the other one? You have to find the web page that'll synchronize when you turn it into music to the Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's yeah, yeah that's right. You have to yeah. start it right at the right point, though. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. If you're in the listening audience uh, under the age of 30, uh, you can Google all this to figure out what <laughs> Yeah, if you, if you don't know what he's talking about, yeah, there was <laughs> a whole bunch of weird stuff. Time. They played it at PPAC. I mean, come on. It's become and a thing. If, if you look at a WordPress site, mm-hmm. it actually plays the Imperial March, no matter how. <laughs> I don't know why. Can't help it. It's just it's just set up that way. Just, hmm? Yep, that's the way I, it's yeah. I get that sometimes at conferences too. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yes, I yeah, do. Actually, um, so you are looking into some of the security issues with um, augmented reality. Is that what you? Yeah, that's uh, right now. That's so the that's, focus of my like research. Google Glass and the new Microsoft mm-hmm. the Hololens yep. that you brought last week, which I was trying out before the show. Mm-hmm. The video game was really cool. Yeah, actually. yeah. I mean, the solar system was cool. Yeah, the video game was was actually really fun. Yep. Um, Which uh, planet did you spend the most time hanging around? I spent around? it in Uranus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean on Uranus. I mean yeah. uh, around, <laughs> not behind. in, not in. Was studying your never mind. <laughs> well, Paul, gay pride in Providence is this weekend. Just <laughs> letting you know. Every year, it's fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, tell us about the security issues. With I mean, Google Glass, it didn't really take off. It's interesting. I know oh. some people who mm-hmm. bought it were like, wow, that was a colossal waste of money. And your HoloLens was, how, what does that retail? Uh, twice the cost of Google Glass. So, yeah, 32, okay. with tax, it was 3200 bucks. Yeah. Wow. So, um, they're expensive. Yeah, they are. Um, but what are the, some of the security ramifications? Well, we talked about a little bit last week about that. Um, and, you know, so, <laughs> uh, with the HoloLens, for... You can literally just put it on, and now you have a fully functioning operating system. There's no password, no authentication. There, it's app-based um, for to some extent. There are certain apps on there, but it does run um, a semi-fully functioning Windows operating system. So I have um, um, Edge. All right, we can say what we want about Edge, but Edge for the browser. Um, I've got my Outlook um, and my calendar on there, so I can just open up all my my email. So. Obviously, you know, issue. Can you make a phone call with it? Uh, not e. Oh, well, actually, interesting enough, Skype, Skype is built in. Yeah. yeah, you could do Skype. Yeah. Yeah. Skype is built in. So, so I guess yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I use Skype for my calls all the time. Oh, yeah. then well, it, more and more Google Hangouts, but I mean, yeah, that's the whole yeah Google, Apple, Microsoft, pick your poison. Yep. So it does have all that, and there's no password, which, I mean, that was a big thing. Chris even and Larry were both like, you know, kind of like that last week. So, but it's, um, a, it's a developer version, though, right? It is. Right? Yeah, so, this is I mean, not I think, production. I think they're kind of like on the sort of alpha side of these products. Absolutely. And, you know, that's interesting. That speaks to a lot of uh, startup kind of security. Sure. Yeah. Michael Santarcangelo and I are going to be talking a lot more about startup security, not just security startups, but how does a startup incorporate yep. security when, yep. how, the whole thing. 
when you're doing something as cutting edge, bleeding edge as that, mm-hmm. security's like the, the last yeah. thing. Like, let's just see if this actually works. Well, and then yeah. you worry about security. But <laughs> yeah. what I think needs to happen moving forward, and you can agree or disagree, is that when we do have these really super cool concepts, to build some security in from the beginning. Sure. Yep. So otherwise, well, this could start to go to market. And they're like, oh, yeah, security. We should like tax some of that stuff on. Like Maybe we'll make it do a password. But mm-hmm. then they're just kind of rushing it in to get it to this, market. This is the paradigm shift that needs to happen because the tradition in coding was always that you make it work first and yes. then you worry about the bolt-ons in the back end mm-hmm. because when I wrote code for the bank or whatever, I didn't worry about logins, passwords, or anything until the code was up and working. So the alphas went out and people were, were dealing with it. Now that is the change that needs to happen, and it's not happened yet. And you've got generations of programmers who learn to make it work, keep it working, and they don't think about security. But I think it's until you start building the security maybe even first. Yeah. Like you might have should have secured this gadget and looked at the threat oh, vectors before I you think, even built anything else. I really think in your case, Doug, when you're writing software for a bank, you should be able to write code to perform some kind of function or, or develop that functionality. Then there should be a team who's developed all that authentication and tested it, and you're just bolting right onto that. I know, right? but then it always gets lost, and it becomes a secondary feature. So to me, if you thought about the authentication, the keys, and everything on the front end before the code, that might be a security team that comes in and looks at the code design and says, before we even write one line of code, because once you build the code, you're always bolting things onto the back end of the code, and it's always going to be that capsule that's got little things stuck on the side of it, a hole drilled in it. No, I see what you're saying. Like, the module could be really secure, but how mm. it bolts onto you, it's like encryption, and, like how it's bolted together. And, and I mean, there, and, vulnerability. and there's things that, right. yeah, you could absolutely build on at the end. So if I write a really simple piece of code, it's just a screen, or adding the login, okay, no big deal. Right. But if I'm writing stuff that's full of holes because I'm a lousy programmer, mm-hmm. or I just don't even think about security, and then later a security team comes by and pen tests it and they show it's full of holes. Now I'm patching, 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 patching. Who knows when I'm going to patch all that? So if you built it secure could from the... Could be like f- Adobe still fixing but you, zero you could be a great yeah. programmer, <laughs> but nobody ever told you you had to build security into Absolutely. it because everybody wants you to build it to make it work. Right. And I wonder, because you know, this is a very common theme in the hacker community to point their fingers at the coders. And, mm-hmm. you know, the coders need to learn how to you know, code securely. And I'm like, but they're not motivated. They have no, no reason to. They have no, and so you'll never get that how much of it? How much of it has to do with, in the old days, I was talking about this with somebody over the weekend at, at Circle CityCon. Circle you know, CityCon. <laughs> in the old days, innovation was, uh, came about because somebody needed something. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, necessity is the mother of invention, but we lapped that a long time ago and we build cool stuff and then we figure out what to do with it. Right. Yes. And if we're building cool stuff and, and then we look for an application, where, where does security play into that at yeah, all? It how doesn't. do you determine how secure or what the security Because you don't even know what you're building to sometimes. How are sometimes. people going to use Google Glass or the right. HoloLens? Right. Right. We don't really know. But, uh, so how do you secure it? It has to become a gestalt. It has to become, it's not two things. It's, it's all the same thing. Because for coders, it's always going to be about making it work. Mm-hmm. And when you work in the real world all the time, I mean, I remember the phone never stopped ringing with people saying, get this back online, get this fixed. And, and there was just no time for me to sit down and go, let's form a team. And avail-, you know, By real world, a- you mean before you died in Yeah, before I died, okay. because when I was alive, it was so much easier to code. But, but yeah. now that I'm dead, it's a little more challenging. But 
We can only get command line stuff now. It's no uh, no it's no more OO stuff. We're all back to just monochromatic screens. Yeah, <laughs> the way it ought to be. You yeah. know. So, okay. what are the, some of the applications for Google Glass in the in the Hololens, and, and how does security play into you know some of the applications that we're talking? Gaming is certainly. Oh yeah, gaming. Yeah, you played let's that. Start there. Yeah. Talk about that. I mean, the gaming is super cool. Yeah, the gaming. I mean, and and there's another acronym too, uh, uh, uh which is vi uh, sorry, virtual augmented and mixed reality or VAMR, right? So another acronym we can add to the Yay. you know to the canon, if Olé. you will. Ole. <laughs> and um, what you were playing was a mixed reality game, um, and he was playing uh, what was it, Hollow Invasion or or whatever it was called. It was Robo, a Robo Invasion, Robo. Uranus something. Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that and um, Robocock. And so, oh, no, that's a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that we have to keep our clothes on. Remember, Jeff. And so, um, <laughs> damn it, specifically yeah. you, Jeff. Remember yeah. that. And so, you know, the game, the games you saw proof of concept. Then they had another tower defense game, which if you if you know what that is, it's it's a where you can move a globe around and like these robots come out. Interesting, these robots coming out and doing. Uh, Was like, that the one where the gestures that? were all like this? Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> And um, so they have that and that kind of thing. Another, uh, you know, it's mostly meant for, well, at least in my in my uh, understanding, uh, proof of concept of uh, design within a design reality. Mm -hmm. So no longer do you have to use a three-dimensional uh, screen, uh, you know, retrofitted to a two-dimensional environment, because that's what this is, right? Now you can literally, as you saw, walk around the sun, and oh, look at that sunspot, you know, and like you get the full-on 3D uh, feel and effect. Um, like virtual reality porn. Like, okay, yep, I haven't experienced that myself, but that yeah. Was, that wasn't a sunspot, no. So, <laughs> I was watching a thing about how they make that, right? Mm -hmm. it, there's actually, like, tons of cameras. cameras yeah. Like, yeah. All on these special yeah, yeah. tripods yep. and everything. And that's what allows you to... Yep. That's true. Walk or basically, like you're on the set yep. when they're when they're shooting. Yep. What's that? What's the movie with Robin Wright, the, the one that she's in, that she was doing, that she was a virtual like actress? Oh, is that with uh, Al Pacino? Yeah. Um, and they had one they name. used the soundstage Simone. for this. Yeah, was it Simone? yeah, yeah. They were using a soundstage that showed that and it was just this, you know, like 800 cameras, yeah. like all the way. I'm sure that it's a power of two. Is it should have been, but it's like you know a lot of cameras all the way around her. So maybe like a thousand and twenty four cameras or something. Yeah, they something. now they're using uh, uh, Xbox Connect. Go figure, a Microsoft product. And when when um, uh, Alex uh, Kipman, the developer, the the man, a uh, person, you know, in charge of the whole development for this particular product, had presented it on stage, he had uh, what they call now Hollow Port. Which is teleportation, but using holograms. They had um, a gentleman from NASA. Uh, I, his name escapes me right now, and they were able to holoport real time in front of the uh, TED audience, um, right on stage, uh, into this mushroom-filled kingdom, which was kind of very uh, Lewis Carrollish, uh, you know, Alice in Wonderland. Um, and they were literally uh, on the camera. You could see what 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 Alex and the gentleman from NASA saw, but. Being in the audience itself, you didn't see that. You had to look at the monitors. So you know, so it wasn't like this thing mysteriously appeared. But and then even you know, you could have avatars now. So mm -hmm. you could literally be like that movie Avatar or any other number yep. of sci-fi and and change. Like if I wanted to be a girl today, I could you know have my have my avatar as a female. If you know, it's like Second Life meets Avatar meets yeah. you know uh, Simone or something like that. So uh, the gaming industry is is big. I well, I just got back from well, just got back. Uh, I went to CES uh, in America this year because I went to the one in China last year. Um, this year and uh, the adult entertainment industry, as you rightfully pointed out, is is a huge backer of 
uh, this type of adult entertainment, this new this mm -hmm. new wave, if you will. Well, it's really an economic issue for the adult because they're a ten billion dollar a year industry. Well, and porn is essentially free, and they need something they can yeah. charge for, and this is what they're right. Yeah, and so couple that with output devices if you will, and maybe some input devices. Um, and now you've, you've, you've created this whole idea of, of uh, what is it, Judge Dredd, with whatever Sandra Bullock movie and Sylvester Stallone were in together, and then they, Judge you know, when, yeah, when, when she wanted to, to, to be intimate with Sylvester Stallone's character, and she's like, no, don't touch me, you know what I mean, and put these on. Mm -hmm. And they had, like, you yes, know, yes. yeah. So... It's kind of like Judge that. Judge Dredd, that's right. Yeah, it was it Judge Dredd? My, yeah, my sci-fi metaphors, or, you know... Uh, yeah. Armand DeSante. Uh, <laughs> in that so, yeah, you're right. So that, he does cigars, huh? that's why they always remember. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now we're completely segregated. Armand yeah, yeah, yeah. DeSante. <laughs> but yeah. it was interesting. Olé! Design. I am the law! <laughs> <laughs> my favorite line from that movie. Design is a big part of what this was invented for. People who are engineers and architects. I mean, I, you know, I, I've, shown, I've shown this device to uh, a couple of people who uh, own, own businesses, um, mm. firms, and things like that, and they are, they're floored. They're, they're like, oh my god, this is going to change. Yeah, it's going to change everything. Well, but if, you, if you could walk through a building you're designing, just, yeah. just like you do now, yeah. I mean, with AutoCAD and things, you get these virtual yeah. renderings and whatever. But if, if, or, or, if you imagine for realty, if, if yes. I want, because I mean, I've, I've moved a lot around the country. Yep. If I want to move back to Colorado or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, you know, can you imagine if you're looking at houses, you don't have to fly there. You could just literally walk through, you know, somebody else can wear another set of sure. goggles and yep. walk through the house. And you can say, oh, look over there. What is that growing in the corner? You know, yeah, and, yeah, mold. Uh, in Colorado, probably not mold. No, it's yeah, not mold. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, well, yeah, I was right. thinking of it as an upside yeah, to the house yeah, sale. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but, is there a possibility for using it for teaching, like, you know, yep. surgeons, yeah. you know, they could practice that? So, Absolutely, yeah, that so, brain surgery procedure. Absolutely, and and one of the apps that I didn't show Paul because I didn't have a chance to. They have a Hollow Anatomy, which was developed by Case Case Western University. Mm -hmm. They dumped a bunch of money into the development of this program, and you can literally, like, literally, uh, put this on and walk through the human body. Yeah. So you can as, literally as you were, walk through Uranus. Yeah, yeah, and out your mouth, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know. It's better so, to do that in the other direction, though. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> and, and, and the <laughs> code is, your South Park. The code is matured to the point, thing. so it's rather elementary. Yeah. But so yeah, I mean, if, if you're in medicine, I mean, this this has wild implications for that. Imagine the people who are practicing telesurgery right now, yeah. you know, yeah. controlling, uh, you know, specialists that are controlling from J from Japan or America who are controlling robots, tele robots on the other side. Well, it's really uh, a user access device, like a mouse yeah. or a it keyboard. Is. So yeah. the yeah. security implications yep. seem to me to be much less. I mean, we talk about intercepting wireless sure. communications from keyboard and mice. Mm -hmm. I mean, this would fall into that category. But sure. aside from that, really. I don't know. There, there, to me, there's some issues because I, I'll use the telepresence surgery. I, I, way back in the, like, I don't know, this was in the 80s maybe, we were working this thing in Scotland where they, they had a problem with that. These, there was these Scottish clinics, and they were so far from, like, a surgeon. When they needed emergency surgery techniques, they were actually using just literally video broadcast mm -hmm. so that a surgeon in London or somewhere could actually walk this person through the procedure, which was pretty terrifying to me. You know, it's just like, here's this guy who was working on this horse yesterday, and now they're going, okay, cut that. No, not there, not there. You don't want to know. Oh, my God. But I, if you could put that on, but the, the security issue is what if people could jam that or interfere with it or cause it to display images in a different different way, right, right. if you're using that for some kind of tactile thing or you're interacting with the environment and somebody can skew it just a little bit, I mean, it could be unbelievable. Right. 
And I mean, I could see people going after something like that. They go, oh, they're using it's for a little bit of a guys. tangent, but I I filled out some online survey today because they promised me a Amazon gift card. So I suffered through 150 some questions, but it was Ooh, it was all about. But that five bucks is all about it. the you know what's the worst cyber attack that could happen, and they kept you know having all sorts of scenarios in the financial realm, in the critical infrastructure, and they kept saying, you know, why do you think that's, you know, more likely to happen or less likely mm-hmm. to happen? Sure. And they kept, they lumped together uh, terrorists and, and, and hackers, and I'm thinking, you know, most of the hacking that goes on today is financial. You know, yeah. You know, they figured out how to make money. And there's all these dreaded things that could go happen, right? You know, especially you know, taking down the infrastructure, taking down the economy. I'm like, yeah, but there's no money in that. And and nah. while it could happen, it does happen. <laughs> not in a grandiose not, scale, but not, it does happen. It does happen, but not well, to the degree. Happened, but well, that was different. I can't I can't speak about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. But well, then he has to kill us all. But you know why would we all know the U.S. funded it? Why would somebody mess up a virtual surgery going on just because? Unless well, they're like well, operating. I, I no, I know. But I mean, I think like I think you're thinking like a little further up the tree. I mean, you guys are dealing with like actual hackers. I'm thinking more about like the security stuff we deal with is there was a 13-year-old kid at school and he found this, you know, I call it the war games problem. Mm -hmm. There's a 13-year-old kid at the high school, he's bored and he just says, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I'm just fooling with this. I mean, maybe he's not even doing it with a total maliciousness. It's just more like, watch what happens when I do this. The doctor says, oh, shit. (laughs) So I keep doing it, you know, and and then the doctor keeps saying, oh, shit, you know, and then two days later, they read about it in the newspaper and go, oh, man, look what we did. Oh, my God. You know, so, I mean, I think those are... And then he's like, look, I think that's Windows 90... (laughs) 98. (laughs) I remember my dad talking about this Windows (laughs) 90-something. His virtual headset is running Windows 98. (laughs) But there's we were talking about this last time I was up here there there needs to be I think in the commercial world some degree of risk assessment that starts to evaluate the value of the data or the value yeah. of what you're trying to yeah. protect rather than well it's got to be secure you know you got to do the nth degree I'm like well mm-hmm. do you you know what is the risk what you know what's the likelihood that something's going to happen the, the good news about it, and bad news at the same time is one of the problems with like the medical health care is lawyers, attorneys, and people who do the litigation, the malpractice stuff, don't really understand this. They have no idea what we're talking about, but they're learning. Right. And as they learn, suddenly you're going to see a malpractice case revolving around. So what that means is that Microsoft's going to have to get their actuarials involved before they ever release this product to a hospital. So mm-hmm. that will... Dr- I always say that, I mean, if you want to drive security... Insurance is what's going to drive it because the insurance people will come after yeah. you and they got actuarials and lawyers and they're going to eat you alive and they're going to take your company and say, well, go ahead, don't do it. And then mm-hmm. you're going to have, we won't, we won't write your malpractice insurance because you're right. using a Windows 98 enabled <laughs> headset and there's no way we can insure that. But right now, they don't even know what that is. So if a doctor comes in with a gadget, they're just kind of going, okay, yeah, sure, I think that's okay. Yeah, and they don't no really exist in case law. Yeah, it's it's like this device here. This is the Google Glass. That you know, this is currently being used. Uh, well, it, it was currently being used. I don't know if it still is at Rutland Hospital. Uh, they get, they had um, they they got a grant uh, for fifteen of these. Right, and um, they give them to their uh, paramedics, so that um, if there's a you know a, an extremely um, you know severe case of whatever it might be, the paramedics put these on, and the doctor can do remote diagno or at least yeah. remote. Uh, not treatment, but they can assess the situation better. Triage, right. Yeah, triage, exactly. So, and they can do remote triage. And because and 
before they nerfed the device, nerf meaning they got rid of that feature, they no longer have the two-way video communication, hmm. um, they were able to do that, you know, and over... now they just use FaceTime? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> right. I have no idea what they do. Right, they use FaceTime. But, you know, I was at CES two years, three years ago in, in the United States uh, when I got this, the, the, the two months after I got these, and um, I was broadcasting back to my students in the classroom the Capcom booth at CES because they wanted to see the new Resident Evil. So I was interviewing some guy who was dressed up like whatever character from Resident Evil, and they're like, go talk to him. So I had all 80 of my students appear in, in the, in the uh, monocle display, um, and they were talking to me through uh, bone conductive, uh, t um, bone conduct BCT mm -hmm. communication. Acronym. Yeah, BCT. And so I could feel my, feel my inner ear, and it tickles. It kind of, I don't know if you've ever played with BCT, but uh, it vibrates your inner ear. Hmm. And, uh, and so you can hear it. Nobody else can. And, um, and so they were telling me what to say. So I was, I was literally the avatar of my students as the paramedic right. is the avatar to the doctor who's communicating, you know. And so that, that's kind of interesting and also displacing at the same time, right? I, I, I felt like I was disembodied. I felt like I became my own robot slave. And I, I think there's a, a longer time curve here, but I feel like this technology will have more applications that are actually meaningful, mm -hmm. such as the security of tablets. Yep. Like when the iPad first came out, we're like, who's going to use that, right? Yeah. And we're all looking at these headsets going, who's going to use that? Right, yeah. right. Now, the iPad obviously took off and everyone has a, more than one tablet. And I think these are going to probably go down the same path or some variation of It's these. just real early alpha yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been through this many times since the 70s. And, and right. it's the same. I see it exactly the same way where somebody's setting three things on the table yep. and everybody's going, how weird? How's it going to work? What are we going to do with it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, five years later, the, the sort of model comes out that yes. everybody wants. And, you know, here's the, the new Apple Holo Zip whatever. Awesome. Oh my yeah. God. But now everyone has a USB thumb drive. Right? Exactly. And yeah. I remember when all that stuff went on and people were going, How would you, no way you're going to use that. It's crazy. I remember people telling me that about flash drives and going, yeah. You know, like, you, 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 know you can't put your data on there. Yeah. I mean, are you crazy? You're not going to put stuff on there. Use these floppy disks. They're reliable. It's like when you got the IBM XT you know, desktop computer with the 10 meg hard drive. Like, <laughs> hey, what am I going to do with 10 megs? I know. What am I going to do with 64? You, you want to know what I, I paid, I paid $3,000 for a 10 meg hard drive. Drive. Wow. I had the baddest ass hard drive you in town. How many five and a quarter floppies that is? I know it was a lot. I had <laughs> two. I had two hundred fifty-six k. How many is it? Do the math. Yeah, someone's doing the math right now. Going, Why don't you know the math, Paul? So what is this thing? That, that's the mind wave. That's by yeah. a company so called Neurosky. control my brain? So, yeah. Well, I can control my brain. It's a one-way device. It's He's just e wondering what else you can tickle yeah, with Yeah, it. yeah. Don't put it on yeah, below the belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not doing You won't it. have any more kids. Nothing's happening. It's an e that's good because I'm done. So yeah. this is great. It's, I don't have to leave, it there, leave it there for about another minute. Oh, innovation. Virtual vasectomy. There yeah. you go. Dot com. Larry said you guys register domains. Go for it. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's an EEG reader. Um, it's a NeuroSky. Um, is it on? Is it it's not on yet. Here, let me. Uh, how does it go on? Uh, let me show you. Um, right. And that's not quite like that. No, nope. oh, okay. no. I don't know how. Yeah. Here, you demonstrate. I don't yeah, know if they're gonna. Him. I don't know if they're gonna uh, complain because I have to take half a, half of this off. Can you hear me? Some? Yeah, you're, you're All fine. right. So it goes. It goes kind of like this. Okay. All right, and then this thing clips. I look like such an idiot right now. I'm sure. And this thing clips to my ear like an earring, and then I turn the device. I turn the device on. Ah. So that thing looks like on your forehead. There we go. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. All right. So you, don't you need can to still hear, hear me. And, oh, and then I need I need both hands. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All 
So it goes like this. Ah. Clips to the ear. And uh, I turn it on. There's a little button in the back, and it 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 uh, communicates yeah, via it Bluetooth. Turn it on for me. And then, okay, so I'm, I'm going yeah, to wear it. Yeah, okay. yeah, I want you to read my brain. Clip yeah, it we want to read Paul's <laughs> brain. <laughs> there you go. It's right. just like a sine wave. All right, so <laughs> this is really a good time not to be listening to the podcast and go find the webcast. So, so this is a two-wave reader. It reads um, up to a hundred uh, hertz, a hundred megahertz, and. Um, yep, and clip it to the butt like an earring. Oh, you know what you're doing. And uh, can you, you got to put it like right here. Yep. This, there you go. Perfect. This is known as a dry EEG, so you don't need any electroconductive gel. No good if it's dry. Oh, that's yeah. oh great. Okay, it fits. So now you're wanting that electroconductive gel. I can <laughs> yeah, see it in your eyes. I do. Some lubrication. He was All already right. thinking about it's brands. Better with lube. We yeah. got lube somewhere. Where There's a big it? bucket back there, right <laughs> there behind you. There. Oh Jesus! Fifty-five right. gallons of so lubricant. Oh my God! I thought it was beer. <laughs> I thought it was beer. That's why right. right. he's had such a funny taste in his mouth all week. All right. Someone write this down. I oh, thought God. it was beer because that's the name of this episode. I thought, I it, thought was it was beer. All right. So it's Someone not. Write that it literally whiteboard. isn't beer, guys. It is uh, hybrid lubricant. That minty taste really got to me. All right. And so what I'm doing? Like strawberries. I don't know why. Is okay. Now what I want you to do okay. is I want you to. There are two. I'm gonna uh, think of a, call, a number. No, no, you can't. It doesn't work like that. There are two channels it can measure. It can measure your attention and. I'm thinking of a sexual position right now. Oh, doggy cool. style. <laughs> it works. <laughs> oh my god. Right. We got it. Oh look. So now what it does is it brings up. Let me. Um, I don't know if the camera is going to be able to see this, but um, so it brings up uh, a a visualizer, and I can look at. And again, this is not can we, super can scientific. A, can we get a close up from where in this thing? We, we lost our camera operator. He's he's gone. It's like Paul's bondage night he's, or something. Uh, oh no! Found, it's you know the camera found the one that's filled with beer, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're doing. Or Lou. He's busy writing on the whiteboard. It's Borg. Yeah. Borg bondage. That's what it is. Borg dot com. <laughs> Borgbondage.com. Okay, I got to so, see if that one's registered. <laughs> all right. Virtual vasectomy is available, by the way. There you go. <laughs> all right. So You're going to that camera there. Here's there Paul. Go. Here's Paul's brain waves um, from what is it? Eight to twelve. Now think uh, about that time. On the, think about that time in your lawn. All right. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you can see it, but but Paul, what I want you to do is I want you to blink. And okay. that's real. I want you to clear your mind, and I want you to blink regularly, and I want them to see it like a pulse if they can see it. I don't know. But um, let me show this to Paul, too. He can see it. That, well, Jeff and Paul. Okay. Can you see the little... It looks like a EKG. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, well, so, your screen's going to sleep. Modern oh, technology. Shit. Sorry. So you can see... It can detect um, what's going on in your brain. And there's only two channels. And the channels are attention and meditation. Hmm. And so focus and relaxation. And so that focus one for me is dipping. <laughs> greatly, right? So, so it's like if you just clear, you know, yeah, if, if you're focusing on doing something, like speaking or listening to something or, you know, looking at uh, other people, that's fine. And then if, if you're thinking about meditation where you're just clearing your mind. Home. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so what, what's interesting about this device is they've created an SDK. Um, and you can convert the, um, the, the, num the numeric output... Uh, or digital uh, analog output into into uh, digital and then and then redo it into analog for different devices. Mm -hmm. So the first the first um, application I saw was with these. So you would wear that that device on your head and also well okay there you go yeah he's <laughs> gonna go crazy. <laughs> is, uh, okay. I, I don't know if I can fit all this stuff on my head. Hold on. 
Okay. Well, not in your eye. Oh God! <laughs> Ow. There you go. Okay. So, so that's now I look like a board. So you do look like a board. You do. So Lucius, yeah, you look a lot like yeah. Picard when he was a board. Yeah, yep. That is. You're so, getting very Picard looking right about right. now. So. The reason why I bought that device is because somebody created uh, an application which Wait, connected I the NeuroSky. Seven of nine. Where is she? Mm. Oh, Raul, more lube. <laughs> <laughs> no beer. <laughs> yeah, we call it. We keep saying that. And and uh, what what this guy did was he created an application that the more you concentrated, so the you know it would take a picture with the Google Glass. Wow. Can we get a close up of them? The, yeah, the mind way. Yeah, hold it up. Yeah, let's call it. Yeah, they have a close up on me. So yeah, they go. can they can zoom on <laughs> yeah. that. There right, it is. This is my brain. Now, and this is now your brain this on is now brain blink. <laughs> now think about that that day on the lawn. Now blink oh. so that they can see it. Okay, I'm blinking. Blink regularly, and so you, well, there you go. I don't know what the resolution is. One, two, three. But it's like one, an EKG two. coming right across yep. there. Yeah. I'm very relaxed right now. I could use another cocktail. I'd be even more Ooh, relaxed. It's turning I wonder in. what it would change if I had a lot more cocktails. It's turning into like geometric solids. What does it really mean cool. when it turns yellow? Um, <laughs> I no You got me. But anyway, so, so yeah. they can, you can create with an S, a simple SDK and, and, and a little bit of programming uh, an output that will input into some other device. So I'm thinking about drones. How does it measure my attention? Uh, so you just focus. So like focus. He's focus. never done that before. Oh, no. So it's like at zero the whole time. So your what, your, that, what does that feel like? Your focus? neurons generate um, electrical impulses, as you know, and they, and they resonate, I guess, at certain frequencies. I'm not, I'm not a neurologist, but this is my research. Damn it, Jim. Yeah, I'm not a neurologist. I'm a technologist. I'm a doctor, not a neurologist. I'm a lube specialist, not a... <laughs> And so, um, it, you know, the like alpha I'm, waves... I'm like trying not to pay attention to it. It really is sounding like 20 yeah, right now. The alpha waves uh, resonate, I guess, at 8 to 12 megahertz. And then the uh, beta waves uh, resonate like really from 12 to number, 30. Like, is it... Something like that. Well, yeah. It's just moving randomly, isn't it? That means no, your focus it's not. is not good. Yeah. We were talking about Rand, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you Rand earlier. But no, it's not moving randomly. It, it, it's a legitimate, pseudo, it's pseudo it has random. a legitimate it's purpose. It's pseudo-random. It's so, pseudo-random. You know, it's a poisson. Poisson. But it's like, not... It have you decided to, to buy one yet? Did you blink? It's done the job. I, no, the, I'm looking at the attention thing. <laughs> I, I don't pay attention. I don't know, uh, but it, it, it's obviously not a, a. It wouldn't be something I would use for uh, you know scientific research, but it's it's cool to just kind of like more like parlor games. Like yeah, parlor games. Oh, no, it, there make a drinking game out of it. <laughs> yeah. but the, but then, Every time your attention wavers, you have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anytime your yeah, anytime your attention dips below fifty, we all drink. Uh, so drink, yeah. drink, <laughs> drink. All right, oh, wait, there we go. Sleep. So, but anyway, I mean, you can get more advanced ones that have 15 points of connection, and then you end up looking like, you know, when I did when I had my concussion and ended up at, uh, you know, Kent County Hospital. But um, I wonder, like, would this, like, if, if I just let, like, while I was, like, programming, I was really into it and paying yep. attention to that? Yep. Like, I wonder if it would be yeah. So, the, another interesting thing which I haven't shown you is that that outputs to Dropbox. So, you can literally set up, like I can with my Apple Watch, my Pulse. Well, it outputs my brainwaves, mm. my concentration or, or attention, yeah. and then my meditation. And then I can use that. For you know, I, I can actually, what? I can do statistical analysis. Like, oh, I'm on, my, I'm on my motorcycle. So then maybe my focus is a bit more up or my pulse rate is up. And then I can start, rela- you know, correlation between two things. Is my focus mm. raise my heart rate or is it my motorcycle that raises both? Or is there no correlation or causation here whatsoever? You, you've spent a lot of your career in academics, haven't you? I have. Okay. 
Because you can do statistical analysis on it, Jeff. That's, you can. That's yeah, that's cool. That's very. Why cool. do I sound like an academic? I'm so sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. I just that, that's like a sound like. It could be like a sci-fi. Sounds like you're a bartender. Yeah, that's, that's what I hope. Yeah. It could be like a sci-fi movie, like you know, problem where you you have you have to focus on something, get it to a certain point, or make the waveform a certain way to open the door, and that's where the like monsters coming, and you can't get the door open because you now got to try to get the shape there. I'm gonna I'm gonna deborg. Deborg. Right, Deborg. Well, I wish it was as easy for Picard as it was for you. Ah, uh, he managed. Oh, he's still, oh, he's still clipped. <laughs> oh, God, my pulse is way up now. <laughs> I want to graph for that now. I mean, uh, realistically, is, is there any place in, in practical application for this? I mean, at this point in time, I don't think necessarily there is, but I mean, it's just proof of concept. I mean, right. that's what academics really is. It's a solution is, right? looking for a problem. Proof of concept. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But, but this is what you guys were talking about this earlier. That's, that's one of those gadgets that's out there that as you bring the price down and you facilitate, people may find things to do yeah. with, with stuff like that, mm-hmm. that because it's cheap. I mean, I had a friend who did his dissertation on this like weird stuff, like looking at these bizarre faces, and he had to buy an EKG machine, and it, it cost or an EEG machine, yeah. not an EKG yeah. machine. He had to buy an EEG machine. It cost like $30,000. Right. Wow. But, you know, this thing cost like, what, 100 bucks? Yeah, it was 129 with so, the So, you know, I mean, maybe somebody Just will figure out something to do with it. Or it, could yeah. be, it could be part of a game. I mean, you could have, like, concentration games where you, if you can get your That's attention. That's the fallback, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they make have, a game out of it. So they have an app store, and Minecraft is one of the apps. Yeah, I actually looked at this. They had a bunch of like brain training games that yep. like to improve your focus. Yeah. So they had like things where you were trying to make these waveforms and it was supposed to improve, you know, your neuron response right. or something like that. So nice. so maybe there's an application for it. Yeah. So Russell, you're also an amateur drone pilot. Yeah, yeah. And and I suppose you fly for Amazon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do not, but would be happy to. Uh, although it has to be line of sight, so you know F- FAA regulations. Have you ever so. taken a webcast outside? Can we do an outdoor we drone webcast? Oh, that'd be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun. It has to be line of sight, though. But no audio, because all we would hear is a bunch of bees. Because there's FDA regulation. I mean FAA, FCC, FAA. Re- and, I mean. and FDA also. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you can't fly a drone. Ugly. Don't drink and drone, Paul. <laughs> So that that kind of counts that out then. Hey, which Carlos? Carlos is really into drones. Yeah, I saw one on his uh, when I went back and watched yeah. it. Yeah, I saw one. I'd say he has the DJI Phantom. I think it was the Vision Three. I have a Vision uh, Vision Two, I, uh, and I have the Vision Two, and I have a Vision Three also. I am of like the world's crappiest drone pilot. Like anytime I get a hold of a drone, yeah. like it crap. Like yeah. have spare parts if I'm flying your drone. Oh yeah. <laughs> so go, going back to the security portion of things, I attended the um, cybersecurity conference at CCRI about a year ago, and there was a guy there who was presenting on. Um, he took a drone up well, about 400 feet, and he was filming um, and photographing um, people uh, putting their passcodes into their phone. He created an algorithm. That oh, and patterns, not just not, not just not numeric like on iOS, but patterns. And he created an algorithm which calculated with ninety percent probability what the password was, even though they couldn't see the screen. Wow! Because he could see the pattern, he could see, and he could see the numbers. And then he did another academic study. Would he, you have to see the pattern? Well, you could see the finger going around, and with probability based on well, edge it, and yeah. It's pretty so easy. So even like I'm on UK, yeah. if you can't see my finger, the lines aren't being drawn when I, I was. My uh, you I can went still yeah. predict. Shh, yeah. You're not saying anything. Meaningful. <laughs> I was at an Office Depot yesterday. Yeah, we've been doing this 10 years. When the hell have I ever said anything meaningful? I know, so I'm, I'm, from, I I'm from the Bureau of Redundancy Department. I was at an Office the Depot bra? yesterday, uh, okay. and, and, they, I, and I was paying for something, and, I, and the, they had, 
they had an enabled a chip enabled yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, card, card reader, card reader. Yeah. Yeah. and and I put it in, and yeah. they actually asked for the pin. I'm like, oh my gosh! And the and the and the clerk behind the counter is like two feet away, looking at me. I'm like, turn your head, you know, because there was yeah. no cover or anything. Yeah. I love this. And I'm putting my pin in, and then of course, there's probably three cameras on me right yeah, now yeah, that's course. recorded yeah. this, which from a PCI perspective means you've got to start encrypting your video. Yeah. I had to throw it in there somewhere. Really? That's where we went. That's where we went. But you went. look at gas pumps. I mean, I use my debit card. Yep. I use my debit card at the gas pump all the time. <laughs> I'll be why. following you home later. And it's like, where's, where's the protection there? Yeah. You know, and, they're, they're no, I heard it. And where are there a lot of Android, skimmers Android at gas pumps? solves all those problems, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> and did you see? I saw this on Slashdot. Uh, there's a new carding gadget they were selling on the dark web that's, that can capture, like, I think he was saying it could capture, like, 50 a minute walking to the airport. It was capturing a credit card off the off magnetic the strip. Yep. Just remotely. Oh, off oh, NFC? It, yeah, it was just bang, bang, wow. bang. It, it, it was really cheap. They were selling it. You know, it was like, well, wow. Because I, I enabled Android Pay on my phone. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I haven't been to a store that, yet that actually accepts Android Pay. Wal- Walgreens. <laughs> it's Walgreens. Oh, wait, no, that's Apple Pay. No, yeah. uh, Android Pay. No, there's a list on their website of who yep. uh, supports of it. both companies McDonald's. take it. McDonald's is where I saw I was getting McDonald's with my kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, they accept Android Pay. I'm like, I think I'm going to enable that and just experiment. Try it, yeah. Try it. I mean, the worst case is they get my credit card and whatever. Yeah. So, right. And you're not personally liable for that. I'm not personally that. liable. We've talked and about this Until they lot. find out you used it on Android Pay. But, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, wait, you enabled Android Pay like an idiot. Therefore, and, you're responsible. And they're going to play a lot of episodes of this show at the trial. So, <laughs> so but I haven't uh, used it yet. Do I have to enable the app or do I? is it just NFC on all the time and anyone can... Grab that from my phone. Like, how does it work? Does anyone know? I don't Please write into the show. I, if yeah, you've done I've the security analysis of Android, we can, we'll have you on the I, show. With a couple yeah. of quick uh, Google searches, I couldn't find anything. I haven't really uh, mm. probed much further, but it, it's kind of interesting when we talk about all of this technology. Really, when to your point, Jeff, when attackers take notice is when they can make money on it. Yep. And obviously, Android Pay is something they can make money on. Now, I think there's two different. Classes of making money. There's the remote, like ransomware use, right. so that I get right. money. I never have to leave the comfort of my own home in mm-hmm. Estonia. Mm-hmm. And then there's the physical, where you're talking about in the airport, where I have to go, like collect right. this kind of stuff. But what type of encryption does NFC use by by nature? I think none. None. Would yeah. be my oh, guess. interesting. Broadcast. And I don't think it asked me for a pin. Either. Like I said, I haven't used it. I enabled it because I went somewhere that had it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to enable it and see it. But I haven't actually. I think it relies it. on the the pin you've already entered in your phone. So I think you're live once you turn it on. I, I haven't a, used it, so I don't token. know for sure. There's some yeah. kind of token. Well, it's like a key generator for oh, the well, session. Okay, but then if there's a token. There's a token, so I'm totally safe. But, right? So you know what's interesting about NFC Pos- is, is the new token. iPhone uh, will have the um, – with I, well, well, I should say with iOS 10, um, it has where any vis- the vicinity of any Apple device that you're in, your phone becomes your, your um, authentication. So if I'm sitting near my Mac, I don't yes. even have to enter yes. a password. Yes. I just yeah. – I'm with my Mac. It knows – it sees yeah. the phone through, I assume, NFC. No, might be Bluetooth low energy. Maybe Bluetooth low energy. All right. So, but there we go. There's now there's another area that we have to explore. That and Larry can speak to that next time he's on the show. Uh, yeah, there's a lot Larry. of research going to Bluetooth low energy. Yeah. that I would assume you could potentially spoof. Um, yeah, you know, capture and spoof. If you mm. can get the keys and know the structures, but it would, it it would just, re- yeah, just a replay attack would. Yeah, absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. There might be a protection in there for replay attack. Some devices do. Some devices. Does low energy Bluetooth though generate a unique key every time? 
can the application develop? You put it, you know, and just I haven't looked at the code, so energy. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if, if it does, if it generates a unique key every time, it becomes like, I mean, because all this is just about the likelihood, you know, yes. how, and the money, and I mean, if the money's small and, you know, yeah, it, yeah. now it's What we to need to do is, is read the independent, independent testing report that's been done on Apple Pay and Android yeah. Pay to see what was, what yeah, was done and what idea. was tried. Yep. Oh, wait, that doesn't that exist. Doesn't exist. Okay, <laughs> so that, that doesn't exist. And Google Wallet, too. Apparently, people accept Google Wallet, which is yep. another one. I've heard of that. I've never used that one either. I, I enabled it. I'm going to test Those it things make me nervous. They so, do. It's a millennial no, thing. No, I, I try them. No, I, I try them. Falling on the sword. Like, no, you know, I mean, but I mean, if you, li I mean, I always link that stuff to like a low dollar credit card mm -hmm. that, I mean, if I go get a credit card and, and you can, and, and I know you guys all know this, but I mean, I, I talk to people all the time. They don't realize you can call a credit card company and say, I want the limit on this lowered. Yep. Yes. You know, I make the limit on this card a hundred bucks. Like, like I have a Starbucks that's tied to that. I'm like, okay, you hack my Starbucks thing. You, you got a hundred bucks to play with. Wow. Right. You're killing me here. <laughs> and if I see that, I can just cancel. Cancel the card. I mean, so I'm just going right. to thwart you not with some elaborate security and pit bulls. I'm just going to thwart you by making it not worth your while. It's interesting. Jeremiah yeah. Grossman wrote an article that talked about using a different email address for every different site that you log in. I saw that. And that's yeah. why you can track what, who's selling your information yeah. and to whom. You could almost do a similar thing with a credit card. You I don't can. know what well, they do. Credit score. I mean, I've done that yeah. for years with mailing lists yeah. and things like that. And you know, signing up for things. Mm -hmm. You know, I I always have some variations, so I see who's selling to where. But and, yeah, you and could it probably do it, or it won't do anything to your credit rating as long as as, yeah. long, as, as long as you, as you pay, pay the, the balance, bills right, and and bills. you don't run up balances. You're fine, yeah. and you could yeah, you could get a different you credit card. 10, Twenty. Yeah, and use one. I've always told people that for travel and everything else. I'm like, get cards that have varying limits on them that don't cost anything. Set those limits to what you can tolerate. So if you've got a card that you just use to buy plane tickets, because we had a lot of talk about this in the early days of the Internet, because I used to get this question all the time. I had a talk show way back then. And we got a lot of questions about that. Should I use the internet? Was that Should in I your basement, right? <laughs> no, no this was, it was actually out of a radio station. Okay. Uh, we had a Y2K talk show. I got lots of death threats. It was cool. <laughs> I had white supremacists after me. It was quite interesting. Um, wow. But, is, there a, is there a video record of this? Can we go find it? No, it was it? a radio show. Radio. <laughs> the video is really boring. Oh, audio. Yeah, we didn't have audio back then. We just had video. Yeah. But, but, I, mean, but I, I used to advise people that was a get, you know, get a card with $100 that you use for day-to-day -day purpose when you go to McDonald's. Get a card or when you're on the internet and you want to buy little dinky things, you want to buy a book or you want to buy this, fine, use that card. You want to buy airplane tickets, get one that's got a $2,500 limit, but don't use it except for that. You know, so when you go to United Airlines and you buy a ticket, fine. And you know exactly what you bought and you can you call them and check or whatever. And that Because early there was a lot of question about who's liable. And people were getting slammed with this, you know, somebody stole my card, somebody guessed my card. My friend had one they racked up like $20,000 on in Italy, you know, before he even knew. They stole it at a restaurant. But I, I used to advise them to get five, six cards and, and designate their purpose. It won't cost you a dime, you know. And, and you do have to spend a lot of time paying those bills. Well, because well, you don't. What you don't want to do is be like, oh, I've got six credit cards now. I'm just going to auto pay them from my bank account because that defeats oh, the purpose, right? right? Well, but I already you do that. You want to make sure you review and pay each. Well, of those. if you ask my wife, I already do that, so it well, wouldn't matter if it's five or ten. So yeah. <laughs> there is an impact on your credit rating the more cards you have. It, that is true. It, yeah, it does have an effect on it. But at the very minimum, if you have a card that you use, to, you know, with any of the online right. sites you use, you know, whether it's you know airline, rental car, yep. travel, whatever, pornography, at least <laughs> keep that separate from the one you're Absolutely. walking around and, and with. Absolutely. And then you know where to track to. It's just like a threat analysis. Yeah. So you say, well, th this is the card I use for pornography. Okay. That, that's what's, a, what's the limit on that card, Doug? You don't want to put a limit on that card. <laughs> Damn. That's the high value no card. Limit. 
That's my American Express <laughs> double platinum, platinum black, black card. card. Yeah, the American XXX yeah. Express. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. You could you could do it with a threat analysis then, because you know I really need to watch that bill closely, because I'm using this on questionable sites. Right. I'm using it on this site. I'm using it on that site. I I have a card I would use on a site where I didn't know the site. Yeah. I go there and I want to buy this uh, old guitar that I see for sale. I'm a nervous about this site. You know, blah blah blah. But of course, I use PayPal for a lot of stuff because I have double, you know, authentication on two-item two authentication on PayPal, and I've never really had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even then, you can just track that one, and you say, you know, I, and I only use this one for airlines. So okay, right. there's not much risk there. I called the airline, I bought the ticket, or I bought it on their website. You know, HD. Okay, fine. So I think that's a good idea. But yeah, if you get too many and you get silly with it, then you can get credit problems. Oh, really quick, Russell, five questions. Did you oh, do five questions oh. yet? No. No. Okay, good. He's ready? about to. <laughs> you ready? You're never truly ready. Okay, so you're going to be ready now. Three words to describe <laughs> yourself. Um, impulsive, um, uh, esoteric, and um, uh, I want caring. If you were a serial uh, no, killer, I don't want if you were a serial killer, what would be your weapon of choice? Beer lube. <laughs> how, the f- how are you going to do that? They drown in a puddle full drown. of beer lube. Put them in the barrel. Beer lube. Uh, a serial killer with a web. Uh, it would have to be a laser. If you were to book about yourself, what would the title be? Um, ooh. Uh, entering the Matrix. Something like that. In the popular game of Ask Grabby Grabby, do you prefer to go first or second? Well, so I don't know what that is. Can I move now? That's, that doesn't matter. Um, well, the lube is And would you have one of the devices on it's, it? It's popular mm. in Europe, and we don't give demonstrations. Um, on not air. since the nudity ban. On air. <laughs> After the show, maybe. We'll probably, probably second to observe what was going on first. Go. Fair enough. Choose two celebrities to be your parents. Oh, uh, can they be two? All right, well. well alive or dead fiction. Alive or dead. Fiction. Oh. Doesn't matter. Um, how about um, Stephen Hawking and Carl Sagan? Um, next, you're going to talk about your telepresence robot, mm-hmm. which is not a teledildonics robot. And I'm kind but of it could be. It could be. Yeah, it has a telescoping rod, so it grows and shrinks. <laughs> I'll show the growing and shrinking. That and more coming up next.